0: The An I at the Future series continues today on the Locked On Pirates podcast. And today we're talking about arguably two of the most important players on this roster, Aki Ryan Hayes and O'Neill Cruz. Yes, the left side of the infield and just how far they can take this Pittsburgh Pirates team. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And welcome back, everybody, to the Locked On Pirates Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My name is Ethan Smith. You can see it right there on my lower third. I'm bringing you all of your news analysis, opinions, and reactions of everything going on in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And and speaking of the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates, things have kind of uh, simmered down a little bit since the Andrew McCutcheon signing. So we're going back to the – the An Eye at the Future series that I started about uh, two or three weeks ago. We've already talked about starting pitching. We've talked about first base and the questions that surround that position. We've talked about second base and the plethora of young options that they have available and the potential to potentially go get a veteran. But today's episode is going to arguably be the most important episode of the Eye at, uh, at the Future series. It's a lot to try to say that sometimes. Um, but it is a fun series that you guys have seemed to enjoy this offseason. But when we're talking about the future of this team and looking at the future of this team and really breaking it down, I think a lot of it really comes down to the left side of the Pittsburgh Pirates infield. Of course, that meaning Key Brian Hayes and O'Neal Cruz, two of the most important players on this roster, two of the most important players in the National League Central, and potentially if this guy doesn't continue, the sky continues to get higher, folks. It could be the National League. And both of these players are outstanding. They've both been highly touted since they've been in the minor league system for this roster. Obviously, uh, O'Neill Cruz a little bit different. He was in the Tony Watson trade, so he didn't start his career in, Pittsburgh, uh, in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization like he, Brian Hayes, did. But nevertheless, he was kind of grown into the player he is today. In the Pirates organization, obviously, we all knew the key Brian Hayes after that 2020 uh, season and that 2020 debut that he had in the COVID season. We knew he was going to be a hot commodity for this uh, team for a very long time. Wins his first gold Glove this year. Should have won it arguably in 2022. Meanwhile, O'Neal Cruz, we were all clamoring for his debut. We finally got it. Um, well, his like official long-term debut. We obviously got that little cup of coffee in 2021 with O'Neill Cruz, and then obviously in 2022, the long wait was, hey, are we going to see O'Neal Cruz at some point? And we finally did, and he was just doing unforeseen things on StatCast, on the baseball diamond, all over the place. Now, it is funny that when you talk about Key Brian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz, and we'll start with Hayes, they do have similar career trajectories in a way. Now I know there are two completely different players, but both of them have now sustained a long-term injury. Obviously K. Brian Hayes in 2022 sustains that injury uh, in the opening series against Chicago, breaking his wrist that was nagging him for the entire season. Also sidelined lined him for about four, uh, four, almost five months of that MLB season. And then of course, O'Neill Cruz this past year has the uh, broken fibula where he's out for the entire 2023 campaign Pretty much he played the first couple, like week and a half, and then that was really it. But when we start with Key Brian Hayes, obviously, as I've mentioned already, Gold Glove winner, has done great things defensively over the hot corner, probably the best defensive third baseman in all of baseball, if not one of the best defensive players in all of baseball. Yeah, there's some different things to be said about him winning the Platinum Glove and who did eventually win the Platinum Glove. There are some stats that are in favor of Hayes. There are some stats that are not. But when you're looking at the future of Key Brian Hayes, especially in the black and gold a jersey and a color that he will be a color combo that he will be wearing for quite some time, obviously being the first uh, before Brian Reynolds to sign a long-term extension, the largest in Pirates history at the time until Brian Reynolds unsat him the following season. He's going to be here for quite a while, folks, and getting used to Key Brian Hayes at the hot corner is something that a lot of people are not not going to have to do now because obviously I wouldn't say getting used to him anymore but there was a period of the 2023 season where key Brian Hayes was still struggling offensively he obviously went down with the injury for about a month month and a half and Jared Friolo was showing us a little bit more offensively while not as much of a drop off with the de- uh, defense over at third base but key Brian Hayes came back scorched earth pretty much from August all the way to the end of September uh end of September and the end of the season and that was really what we want to come and be accustomed to with Key Brian Hayes. We want him to be that gold glove third baseman, but also ha- make an impact in the lineup as well. And that was what he was able to do in the second half of the season. It was something that a lot of people were very surprised with as something that a lot of people were very happy to see. It was a lot of it was really just something that a lot of people it was almost a sigh of relief to see Key Brian Hayes finally break out and have that like strong offensive stretch obviously ended the season with a 271 average 15 home runs and 61 RBIs folks if he can hit like that all the time especially consistently 271 over a 162 game season keep in mind that was in 494 at bats but obviously he had to bring that number up quite a bit i would be ecstatic if you're getting a 762 OPS guy that's going to uh, win you a Gold Glove year in and year out, because I do think that Key Brian Hayes has the potential right now to go on that Nolan Arenado type run, winning the Gold Glove Award. Obviously, career wise, he's a 264 hitter with a 729 OPS. Those are the things that Key Brian Hayes is going to be. But you really look at his game logs last year. And again, I mentioned that from really July, he played one game in July, and that was uh, July 6th against the Dodgers. But in August, I mean, he just was great in August, hitting 320, 368, 588. And then in September didn't slow down 28304, 495. So when you see the on this side of the screen where it says both need improvements in different areas, well, Key Brian Hayes obviously doesn't need much improvement defensively. The guy can literally track the baseball and better than anybody else, and he's practically a magnet when he's doing it. I mean, there's nothing stopping him from stopping any ball that's going towards that direction of the hot corner unless he's quite literally just not tall enough to get a ball that goes over his head or just not tall enough to reach out for a ball that's perfectly placed in between him and O'Neal Cruz. The biggest question mark that Key Brian Hayes has always had was going to be the offense. Now, obviously, going back to that 2020 debut, he obviously had a phenomenal debut hitting the baseball tailed off a little bit in 2022-2023, gets off to a slow start, although the Pirates got off to a great start, gets the injury midseason, comes back in August, and, man, he was just great. But I think the biggest question that we all have to ask for Key Brian Hayes is can he do that consistently over a 162-game season? And we're not asking for Key Brian Hayes to be a – 300 to 310 hitter with a 900 OPS you're asking him to pretty much do what he did in the months of September and August where he was around 290 almost 300 which again, would be fine, but I'd even be okay with that That final average that he got to 271. I would like to see the OPS just come up just a little bit. It was a 762. I'm not going to be mad about a 762 OPS, but if there's one thing we also know about Key Brian Hayes in his offense, he knows how to put the bat on the ball. He was one of the unluckiest hitters in 2022 when it came to that metric. He was hitting the ball very hard. He was hitting the ball where it needed to go. It was just finding the hands of the defensive players in the outfield or finding the hands of defensive players in the infield. But he had one of the best hard hit ball percentages in 2022 and 2023. I expect that to continue. And for Key Brian Hayes, that's really only the biggest question mark in his game is can he be an adequate weapon in this lineup consistently? That's really what the biggest question is going to be. And, folks, there's nothing wrong with asking that at all. I mean, he is an eight-year extension guy that has won a gold glove now, but is he going to continue to get better? Is he going to continue to raise that batting average? Is he going to continue to put the ball over the fence like he did this past season with 15 home runs? Is that something that Key Brian Hayes can continue to do? I personally think it is. I think it's something that in the offseason he's going to work on. Again, defensively, he doesn't have much else that he has to work on except just being consistent in that area too and limiting the errors, which he already does very well. And if he can continue to improve offensively, Key Brian Hayes can end up being one of the best third basemen in all of baseball folks, and that's just plain and simple. If you have a gold glove um third baseman that could hit the baseball very well, he's going to be a highly touted third baseman. And guess what? Nolan Arenado was one of those. Manny Machado was one of those, although I don't know he has a gold glove under his belt or not from his Baltimore days, but he's still a very, very, top-level defender. You look at Austin Riley, also a guy that can play some pretty good defense over at third base and can also hit the baseball. So that's what you want Key Brian Hayes to turn into, and it's something that we're going to have our eyes on going forward in 2024. But as far as O'Neill Cruz goes, he missed the entire 2023 campaign, and it was unfortunate for that because we had a glaring question about O'Neill Cruz that we wanted to answer, and it's a question he's going to have to answer in 2024 And what are some of his expectations going into 2024 and beyond? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. But first, let's talk about FanDuel. Folks, FanDuel Sportsbook is your one place to do all of your sports betting this NFL season. And not only the NFL, but you also have the NBA, the NHL, and baseball not too far away. It's almost the new year. Spring training starts in March, so it's not too far away. But there's two weeks left in the NFL season, and you could score early with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you're confident in the Pittsburgh Steelers to ride the hot hand of Mason Rudolph this Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks, just bet five bucks on it. If the Steelers win, you win $150. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action with the playoffs right around the corner. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and kick off the NFL postseason with FanDuel because FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and an official sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. And also, folks, if you can't get enough of seeing me, well, you can also see me on Lost because Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Alrighty everybody and welcome back to the second segment of today's episode of Locked On Pirates here on the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. Thank you to FanDuel for always sponsoring the show. Also make sure you go check out Lost. Lost of course is Locked On Sports today. It is the 24-7 streaming channel home for all of your sports coverage from the Locked On Podcast Network. So please go check it out. My shows are on there. Chris Carter shows are on there from locked on Steelers, Hunter Hody from locked on penguins. If you're a Cardinals fan, you can go check out JD Hafron from locked on Cardinals. If you're a Reds fan, just for whatever reason, tuning into the show, go check out Jeff card, Steven Offenbaker Baker over at locked on Reds. And you can also find them on locked on sports today, streaming channel 24 seven. O'Neill Cruz folks is the second half of that wonderful young and fun left side of the infield that the pittsburgh pirates have at their disposal obviously key brian hayes and his improvements need to come offensively for him to really get into that superstar and all-star mode and for O'Neill cruz i think that the improvement in a different area is pretty clear based off of what i just spoke about with key brian hayes but the biggest thing that I think we missed from O'Neill Cruz missing the entire 2023 campaign was the fact that we were really hoping to answer the question on if O'Neill Cruz could be a defensive shortstop. Now, when I say a defensive shortstop, you might be thinking, oh, don't want, you don't want him to be Andrelton Simmons or Dansby Swanson. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you wanted to make sure that he could play the position defensively every day. You got a little hint of it. With that week and a half, almost two weeks that he played, he looked better in 2022 as the season continued defensively. But you didn't really get a very good sample size of of O'Neal Cruz at shortstop to see what kind of player he can be over there defensively. Now, the issues are obviously apparent one he's six foot seven that means his range is going to be absolutely insane but there's still going to be some balls that he struggles to get to throwing the ball from shortstop to first was a big issue for O'Neal Cruz especially early on and his debut in 2022 and that was one of the big question marks that a lot of us had that we wanted to answer but we didn't get to answer because O'Neill Cruz was again sidelined for the entire year that also kind of Opened up some other questions about Cruz as well on if he really could end up being a consistently good hitter for this Pittsburgh Pirates team. Now, I don't really have doubts about any of his offensive acumen. Obviously, he still has some things that he has to improve on as well. 2022, obviously, was a good year for him. But when you look at his career so far in 372 at-bats, He's hitting 237 with a 751 OPS, and OPS it's actually lower than Key Brian Hayes. Now, keep in mind, Key Brian Hayes has a much larger sample size than O'Neal Cruz, but already 19 home runs and 61 RBIs. He did hit a home run this year, only saw 32 at-bats. Well, when you go back to this 2022 season, I mean, he hit 233 in 2022 with a two ninety-four OPS and a four fifty slugging, obviously still only in 87 games. So we have not seen O'Neill Cruz play an entire schedule yet. We have not seen what his bat is going to look like over the course of 162 games. We have not seen what his bat is going to look like over the course of a season where hitters are starting to learn how to pitch to him and what – works against O'Neal Cruz and then on the flip side again we haven't learned can he play defense adequately enough at the shortstop position now I will say with what the Pirates currently have at their disposal especially at second base if shortstop is a big issue for O'Neill Cruz defensively you have guys like Leo Pagaro or a Jared Triolo that can go over and move and play that position but then you're also sacrificing the DH position or an outfield spot for O'Neal Cruz in another experimental role. And I don't think for a guy that's as athletic as O'Neal Cruz is, I don't think we want him to be diminished down to a DH role. If O'Neal Cruz is ever a full-time DH, that means that the Pirates did not do something right with O'Neal Cruz, or that means that O'Neill Cruz is never fully developed into what we thought he would be. Now, I think he would still be one hell of a DH, don't get me wrong, but i just don't think that limiting him to being a dh would be the wisest move now if he can't play shortstop obviously there's a like massive hole in right field right now with Edward Olivera is probably going to be the guy that's going to take it over. But even he is not that adequate defensively. And I don't think we want Joshua Palacios playing that position every day anymore, especially for a team that's looking to compete and looking to be a very good baseball team in 2024. Now I don't doubt that O'Neill Cruz could play that position as well. He's six foot seven has massive range is absolutely speedy as heck can move very fast, moves very fluidly uh, fluidly with his body. Usually we just have to teach him how to slide a little bit better so that he doesn't hurt himself like he did in that collision with Sebi Zavala. But these are all questions that we're going to have about O'Neal Cruz going into 2024 because, again, they were not questions that we were able to answer or the organization were able to answer in 2023. Defense, I think, is going to be the biggest of the questions because I do think that O'Neal Cruz and his just unrelenting talent and his raw talent that he has at the plate are just going to be too much for him to ever really fail at hitting the baseball at the major league level now obviously you'd like to see the average come up probably more to the 250 260 range just because that's the kind of hitter he is he's a very very good hitter but he does struggle with off-speed pitches in the uh, low below his knees much like Aaron Judge does due to their height He does suffer a little bit from fastballs up high as well. But these are things that O'Neill Cruz is going to mature with and get better with with age. Now, he's already 25, so you want to figure out a lot of these questions pretty quickly. You want to know, is he the shortstop for you? Is he the guy that is going to play that position every day? Is he the guy that can play that position every day and we have minimal worries about it? Now, obviously... I do think you're still going to have worries about it with him being the tallest shortstop arguably to ever play the position that I at least remember. But as long as he shows that he can be an average shortstop and an average defender at the position, I don't think there's much issue there with, obviously, Termor Johnson behind the pipe, George Riolo, a very good defensive player, and Key Brian Hayes standing right next to him. I think that'll work out fine for a guy like O'Neill Cruz. But again, there's a lot of questions about O'Neal Cruz still that a lot of people don't want to ask. And I'm here to ask them, is he going to be consistently a good enough hitter? Can he hit 30 home runs a year? Uh, Is he going to be adequate enough defensively at shortstop? But outside of the shortstop question, these are really good questions to have because there's not too many times in the near past where we've asked about a Pirates hitter hitting 30 home runs. O'Neill Cruz, I think could hit 30 home runs in his sleep. If he's healthy, that's one of the biggest things that you're going to have to watch with him. But these are all questions that we're going to have to watch moving forward. And not only in the near future, but the long-term future, what is his long-term, what is his long-term longevity? Is he a guy that's going to suffer injuries just due to his body type? Is he a, guy that could stay healthy and elevate himself to an all-star and a superstar level. These are questions that we're going to ask in the short term and the long term, and it's a question that the organization is going to ask as well in the short term and the long term because a lot of us want to see O'Neill Cruz get extended and be a Pittsburgh Pirate for a very long time, but if some of these questions don't get answered and he deals with injuries or he can't play shortstop and can't really play defense anywhere, where's the return on the investment? That's the biggest question that I think you have. Now, O'Neill, Cruz and Key Brian Hayes are two of my favorite players, but these are valid questions to ask about both of them. And before we get to the third segment, how far can they take uh, this team? Can they be leaders of this team? And what are their expectations in 2024 and beyond? We'll talk about that here in the final segment of today's episode of Locked on Pirates in just a moment. Alrighty, loyal third segment listeners. Welcome to the final segment of today's episode of Locked On Pirates, where we're it. We're looking at the an I at the future series today, all about Key Brian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz, and the expectations in twenty twenty four for both of these players. I think have to be set high. Now, I, I do think we're past that point now with Key Brian Hayes, surely. Where we're, oh, it's fine. He's still learning the game and all this other stuff. He's about to go into his third season, his second full season. I think it's time for Key Brian Hayes to start taking that next step and taking that superstar step that a lot of us expected to take. Now, the gold glove is a great start to that. Obviously, he is now a known name among baseball for how good he is defensively. And going back and talking about what I was talking about earlier with his bat, if his bat pans out, folks, that is one of the best contracts in all of baseball. If Key Brian Hayes can be a 270 hitter for his entire career and hit 15 to 20 home runs a year and have an OPS of 760 to 800 every single year while also going on a tear, winning a gold glove, that is one of the best contracts in all of baseball. For a team, at least not for a player, but for a team, because I think he, Brian Hayes, if he was to sign now, he would not be getting that much money. He would probably be getting 15 million a year annually, but that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. But when you also look at O'Neal Cruz, I mean, yeah, the expectations for him are very high, always have been high. And yeah, you could argue that his stats right now on his career that I mentioned earlier only really equate to one full season. So his, I think, are a little bit lower than Key Brian Hayes for now just because there's still a lot more questions that we need answered about O'Neal Cruz and there's still a lot of things that he has to learn. And also prove that he can play a full season. So, when you're looking at their expectations and their expectations as far as who they are as players, I think it's really you want to see them be at or above their career averages in 2024. Preferably, you want them to be above their career averages. And that's the expectations that I want to hold them to, just because, again, I think for the Pirates saying that they want to be a competitive baseball team in 2024, well, O'Neill, Cruz and Key Brian Hayes are going to be major parts of that, and I think that they need to elevate past their career averages. Now, I think their expectations, though, lean more, for me at least, into them becoming leaders of this team. Folks, we love Brian Reynolds. We all love Brian Reynolds. He's one of the best, if not the best player on the roster. But the problem with Brian Reynolds, he's not a very outspoken guy. He's not a very, you know, loud mouth guy that's going to be the leader of a team. Now, who's to say he's not the leader of the team? But from what I am inferring here, Brian Reynolds is not the leader type. He's the, I want to go out there, hit the baseball hard, play hard baseball, play good baseball in and out, be an all-star year in and out, and be on a good team. That is what Brian Reynolds wants to be. He's a quiet type. That's why I always call him the silent assassin when I'm watching the games, is whenever he hits a double or hits a home run, I call him the silent assassin. This team, moving into the next phase of this rebuild that we have right now, this team needs an unquestioned leader and needs a player or players to be the guy that answers for everyone, to be the guy that picks everybody up when they fall down. Now, Andrew McCutcheon was that guy in 2013 through 2015. He was the engine that kept the train running. He was the guy that was answering all the tough questions about what was going on during losing streaks. He was the guy that was always front and center with the media. Andrew McCutcheon can still be that, but he also – can't play at as high of a level as he used to. Now for Key Brian Hayes and O'Neal Cruz, I would like to see them ease into that leadership role while also, like I said, elevating above their career averages, winning baseball games for their team, learning more things about the major league level, and picking up some of these young guys under their wing. Because I think Key Brian Hayes has the potential to be a leader of this team. David Bednar is a major leader of this team, but I think he leans more towards the pitching aspect and the renegade and the Pittsburgh stuff with it. O'Neill Cruz, too. I think he can be an outspoken guy, and be one of, if not the best player on the roster, while also being a leader and being a guy that a lot of these young guys, like a Leo Verpiguerro and a Nick Gonzalez and a Henry Davis, can look up to for those hard-hitting questions, for those losing streaks where they need a guy that's going to get them out, for, you know, everything that goes into being a leader in a clubhouse, and then how to, and I also think, it would just be very beneficial for this, for as well for Hayes and Cruz, because then you're getting guys like Jared Jones and Paul Skeens and Termor Johnson coming up through the pipeline. At some point, they're going to want a guy to look up to and say, "Hey, I have questions, I need answers." And I think that's what Key Brian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz need to mold themselves into. They need to be the standard. I know we all hear the standard is the standard from being Steeler fans in Pittsburgh, but they need to set a standard. For this team, and they need to be that standard. They need to say, We want to be a winning baseball team, and they need to win baseball games and be the core reason why the Pirates are winning baseball games. And, folks, that is the expectations that we should be putting on Key Brian Hayes and O'Neal Cruz going into 2024. Folks, thank you so much for tuning into this show here on Wednesday, December 27th. My name is Ethan Smith. You can follow me right there on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked on Pirates. You can also follow this show on YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. I know this episode is coming out a little bit late today. Tomorrow's episode will be a little bit earlier. Talking about the outfield as we wrap up the NI at the Future series. But, folks, have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday evening. Enjoy this show. Until tomorrow, I'll see you on the flip side, everybody.